Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Live in the Bream with host of Fox News at Night, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, we have got a special, special guest uh, and a special Christmas treat for you. Zach Williams is with us. He's husband, father, recording artist, songwriter, two-time Grammy Award winner, multiple Grammy nominees, nominations. Um, he is at the top of the charts. You've heard all kinds of beautiful, awesome, inspiring, soulful music from him. Um, he's got a first ever holiday album out now. I don't want Christmas to end. Zach, I never do either. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Listen, you have had um, a fantastic, successful music career. So how do you go about deciding like, all right, I'm going to tackle a Christmas album? Because to me, some of my artists, the favorite work I have from them are their Christmas albums. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, um, Christmas, you know, with Christmas music, it's a, it's, it's a chance to kind of step out of the box of the normal stuff that you do uh, and have some fun with some things that, uh, you know, I kind of have a certain sound with the music that I, you know, write and the music that we produce and put out on, on my records. But, um, you know, I wanted to do something with the Christmas record that kind of paid tribute to, you know, the music that I grew up on and, and kind of the sounds of the music that I grew up on. And, uh, you know, where we live at in Nashville, we're not very far from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. And there's a, there's like a legendary recording studio down there called fame. And the idea was just to go down to fame and take our favorite Christmas songs and kind of recreate that era of music that came out of that in the, late sixties and, you know, the seventies. And, uh, you know, we just had a lot of fun with this. It was kind of recorded live in the round and, um, it's a fun, it's been a fun tour so far to get to go out and play these Christmas songs. It's been a, it's kind of been a breath of fresh air. It is, especially for so many people who have, um, not been on tour, had to cancel a lot of dates in the last year. What's it like to be back out with the audiences? It feels great. I mean, uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to do some drive-in movie theaters, you know, when everybody else was kind of stuck at home. So, uh, we had a pretty busy year this year. We we played pretty much this entire year. And just to be back inside venues and, and churches and theaters and arenas, it feels great to to see fans' faces again. And uh, and that's it's awesome. So how much for the tour do you have left now? I have four shows left on this uh, Christmas tour and then we'll be we'll be off for a little while, which is gonna be nice to have some time with the family and, and just kind of relax. All right. What do you do for Christmas? Do you have traditions? You, your family, your in-laws, or well, what's the deal? We don't I wouldn't say we have too many traditions. Um, when my grandparents were alive, we used to go to their house every year. Um, and then, you know, we moved to Nashville from Arkansas a few years back. So it's a lot of travel. You know, I'm I'm ending this tour and going to Arkansas to spend a few days and then back in Nashville. Uh, the one thing we've started trying to do with our, with our kids is uh, we have a little gingerbread house competition every year. And so my daughter, she has already she's already done one this year, uh, last week, just trying to get ready to to do it. So see who's gonna win the competition this year. I like that. Like she's pre-gaming. Oh, I yeah. like that she's she's, you know, working out the kinks, doing yep. a dry run, getting ready. I mean, do you guys <laughs> get really competitive like the Breams do? Uh I mean, I wouldn't say so. My son, my my son is pretty competitive. Uh he doesn't like to lose at all. You know, I'm 
I'm doing it for the fun <laughs> of it. But but yeah, I would say the two kids, they're pretty competitive. So how did your experiences growing up or or the way that you experience Christmas now um, influence the way that you went about this? Because you said you wanted to go in, into that historic studio, just yeah. going to have fun with it. Um, but how did it kind of color the way you you see the songs, you see the music? Yeah, I just remember as a kid being at, you know, um, Christmas parties or relatives houses and there was musicians in my family and they would always be sitting around with an acoustic guitar playing songs. And so some of these songs are songs that I remembered, you know, as a kid listening to, you know, at my aunt's house on an acoustic. And some of these songs are songs that I grew up hearing in church, you know, and then the other ones are are just versions that, you know, I remember hearing on holiday records, you know, back in the eighties when I was a kid that I I just loved certain songs. And so we took those songs that we all kind of had, uh, favorites of and, you know, put our twist on it. And we had a lot of fun with it. Okay. Um, because you are a serious Grammy award-winning musician, I can put this question to you because okay. also growing up in the eighties with the music there, uh, I have an ongoing debate with a good friend of mine about this whole last Christmas song from Wham. You, I gave you my heart and you gave it away. Yeah, it's a terrible yeah. Christmas song, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Thank you. Okay, uh, see, I've got the vote of Zach Williams. He's on my side about this. Okay, now I come armed with a Grammy Award winner that I can take that to the next debate about yes, this. Yes, what are ma'am. some of your favorite Christmas songs, though? Not terrible ones like that. You know, I'll, I've always loved Silent Night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it almost didn't make this record for us. It's a, It's one of those kind of sacred songs that you feel like if you're not going to do it justice, you don't want to do it at all. And I mm-hmm. remember trying to find their key that I wanted to sing this song in. And I just could not get there. I was like, man, this is just, this is not going to work for me. You know, it's either too low or too high and just not the right spot. And so we kind of, we kind of put the song down. And when we got to the studio, we just had this kind of moment where everybody was sitting around playing on the instruments and it just felt right. And I went in and started singing and it became the key that we used on the, on the track. And, um, you know, it ended up being one of my favorite songs on the record, but I love, I mean, I love the fun ones too, like run, run Rudolph. And, uh, you know, Merry Christmas, baby, things like that. So these were all songs that I just remember growing up. You know, Chuck Berry had versions of these songs. And, uh, you know, that, that's just some fun stuff that we did. Who would be your dream Christmas music partner? Oh, gosh. Ooh. You work with some greats. Yeah, I mean, they, know, would, they would say Zach Williams, you know, because yeah, they'd be excited. So I don't know. Uh, let's see. I think Bob Seger has a Christmas song. He does Little Drummer Boy, and he does a good version of that. Um, the Eagles would be fun to do something with. Uh, we're just putting it out there. We're putting it out there. We're manifesting. I mean, I'm going to see if I can't get Vince Gill to get me hooked up with the, with the Eagles, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, anything, uh, golly, Chuck I love always had some cool ones. He did. I love how you say like, it's not that I'm gonna ask Vince Gill to do something with me. I'm going to ask Vince Gill to hook me up with the people I really <laughs> want to do them with, you know, but the friends are like that. You can do that. So yeah, tell us how, yeah. um, you know, your hit, obviously working with a legend, Dolly Parton, tell us yeah. how that song came together and how the duet came together. Uh, you know, I wrote the song, uh, honestly, about a year before we asked Dolly to be a part of that, um, had the song written. We went in and started working on a record about six to eight months later. Uh, by the time we got the song finished, we realized that, you know, it would be awesome to have her sing on this song. It just felt like one of those songs that, you know, she could do something with. And so, uh, reached out to Dolly and she agreed to listen to the song. And she told me that the first time she heard it, she never made it through the, the course of the song. And she knew that it was special and wanted to be a part of it. And mm-hmm. so we met up at a studio in Nashville and worked for about four and a half, five hours one day. And she was an absolute just joy to be around. She's, you know, it's, it's obvious why she said the career she said she's, she's so humble and kind and down to earth. She just makes you feel like you're the only person around. And so, uh, 
yeah, we had a great time and she's, she's awesome to work with. Well, beautifully written, but beautifully crafted Thank and you. performed as well. Just such a, such a, it's one of those songs that just goes right to the heart. I can imagine oh, her listening sure. to it for the first time and feeling like, yeah, this is really unique. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Okay, so what's coming up for you in 2022? We have a spring tour that starts in March. Uh, Ann Wilson, she's going to go out. She's she's with us on the Christmas tour, and she's going to go out and do the spring with us. starting to work on a new record in January and February. So I'm hoping to have some new songs out in the late spring. Um, yeah, that's the plan right now. Moving forward is try to get some new music out there and start this, this next tour. So you're based sort of in Nashville. Now you said um, yeah. from Arkansas, what do you do when you're not writing and performing and touring and recording? <laughs> do you have any of those uh, times? I, I don't get a lot of that time. You know, I, I used to like to hunt and do some stuff like that. I don't get mm-hmm. a chance to do a lot of it. Uh, but I love my favorite thing to do outside of music is cooking. Uh, I'm a foodie. Uh, I love cooking meals for people. Um, just for me, I feel like preparing a meal for somebody is a lot like writing a song. I, I love how that brings people together. I love getting feedback on a song and getting feedback on a recipe. And uh, I just love the fellowship that's involved in that. And so for me, when I'm home off the road, uh, it's like therapy, you know, to go to the store mm-hmm. and, and get stuff for a recipe and sit down and cook a meal with my family. Okay. Now I got a couple of questions for you because I'm a terrible cook and anybody <laughs> who listens to my podcast know that knows that. So is your stuff fancy and complicated? Do you follow recipes? Do you go from your gut? Um, I can use it. If I, if, if I go from a recipe, usually the next time I make it, I've, I've remembered how to make it and I'll kind of tweak it myself. Sometimes they're fancy. Sometimes it's, it's not, uh, I made three nights ago. I made a paella like a Spanish mm. rice paella with seafood mm. in it. Uh, and then a couple nights, couple nights ago, we made like, um, we made fillets with like uh, seared shrimp on top of that with like this uh, tarragon or blanc. And it was pretty good. So that was a little fancier, but you know, some nights it's, it's just simple, like a burger on the grill or, you know, something like that. So I like you to throw, do it all. You throw in burr blanc and I'm like, now we find fancy. This is not Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. This is not like fancy like Applebee's. No, it's, this is it's different fancy. now. It's, it's fancy like, I guess, a really nice steakhouse. <laughs> I don't know. Delish. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever do a cookbook? I actually wrote a little cookbook that we sent out when I first signed my record deal to all of radio. Uh, it's called Breaking Bread with Zach Williams. Great idea. And, uh, uh, but yeah, there's, uh, we've been talking about doing that. I have a chef that tours with me full time and we do a eat and greet before all my shows. And so we do a, a really nice dinner with VIPs every night of the tour. And uh, I used to come out hang out, talk, and we give away that little cookbook that I wrote, but we've been talking about, uh, riding one together. He's from Napa, California. And we've talked about from Napa to Nashville or got a song called to the table. We've talked about doing a cookbook called to the table. Um, so yeah, it's definitely in the works. Well, so tell me about these eat and greets. Is is it meet and greet, eat and greet? What's the eat term? And greet. Eat and greet. Okay. Uh, eat and That's greet. a great idea. Um, yeah. What if, what's the experience? So we do like a five course meal. Uh, he, uh, for the Christmas tour right now, he's cooking a kale and spinach stuffed pork loin. Uh, we're doing a prime rib with like a horseradish. He's, he's oh doing like goodness. a uh, potatoes au gratin, uh, a really nice farro kind of, um, it's a grain. It's kind of like a risotto. Mm-hmm. And then he does a salad and then a bread pudding. And we do like a hot apple cider. And um, yeah, it's a fun thing. So he cooks that every day for, we do up to 50 VIPs a night and they get uh, premium seats.
seating. They get a little gift bag with some, you know, swag in it and things like that. And then I usually come out and I'll do a, th- uh, you know, a Q&A for 30 minutes or so, take questions. And then uh, occasionally I'll play, you know, a few new demos or something that I'm working on. I feel like if you're going to go out on tour, this is the way to do it. You got the yes, show it, it is. You got the yeah. thing. I-, I love it. So with all of that in mind, it sounds like you definitely have a little part of you. Um, maybe ever do a restaurant? Something like that. Oh, I would love to. Nashville's do a got some great restaurants. I know. I think restaurant business is a hard, a hard business. But I would love to have one one day. I just don't know that I'd be the guy to run it. Do you have any favorites like Nashville, Franklin, Belmont, any of those areas? Because there's some. Good um, there. There's some good. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's a there's a restaurant called Fifth and Taylor down in like Germantown in Nashville. It's really good. Uh, there's a place called Butcher and Bee. It's all like Israeli food because cuisine. Mm. It's pretty amazing. Um, Two Ten Jack's a really good ramen place. We like the Oak Steakhouse and uh, E3 Chop House is great. And then we've got our little like go tos in Spring Hill where I live. And there's a little Mexican joint that we probably eat at once a week. And uh, there's a place called Circa that's the old train depot, uh, and it's a really cool little small. They do like a seasonal menus. They change it about four times a year, so it's it's a kind of upscale um, farm to table place. It's really good. So yeah, I'm always up for looking for something new though. Well, listen, when you you mentioned that when you had time, um, you were into hunting. Did you like to prepare the stuff that you would get? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I used to rabbit hunt a lot with my grandpa. Uh, I used to do a lot of bird hunting when we had dogs. And then um, I've always grew up going deer hunting and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we would, I've eaten a lot of deer growing up as a kid. I love mm-hmm. to do fried, fried deer tenderloin, uh, things like that. See, this is, I mentioned to you that my husband is a fan of yours and yeah. I, now I know it's not just about the music because <laughs> he's like you too, hun. If it, we, yeah. you know, we, we have a freezer full of venison. That's awesome. He likes to make venison jerky. Do you oh, do yeah. that with any of yours? I do. And I think one of my favorites is just like deer tenderloin, you know, kind of breaded and fried with biscuits and gravy. Oh my goodness. It's a good one. It's good. Southern, oh. Good Southern dish. Listen, I'm going to have to show up to one of these eat and greets because this yeah. is, now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> it's going to be dinner time. Um, let me ask you to clearly infused through all of your music and everything that you do is faith. Um, how has that guided your life? Does it, it guide you now and making decisions living through these chaotic times? Yeah, I mean, it, it does. When I look back on my life, on where I've been to where I am now, um, you know, I think a lot of that was just faith on my family's part, um, praying for me, constantly praying, uh, believing that God had this plan for my life. And, um, you know, now that I can look back and see that, um, it's given me a lot more faith because I know there have been seasons in my life where I didn't think there was any way I could make it through it. Uh, but just leaning into God and leaning into what the word says, you know, has has allowed me to do that, especially in this last season. You know, um, I remember thinking, you know, in March of last year, when we all came off the road, like, how am I going to provide for my family, God? How am I going to provide for these band guys and, and crew and everybody that depends on me to go out and work? And I just remember hearing this voice, you know, that was like, when did you become the provider? Like, mm. I've, I've always been that, you know, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to continue to do that. And so that kind of took the pressure off, you know, and then you just trust that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And, uh, and that's it. Just, just keep in faith. Yeah. That's such a good way to look at it. And such a good reminder for all of us. Like yeah. you can let go of the worry and, um, thank goodness someone else is in charge much bigger, yeah. okay. much better okay. person, uh, for, for sure. controlling and, and charting the universe for us. I was going to yeah. ask you, I mean, did you foresee that you would have this kind of professional success and do you feel pressure, um, <sighs> that the next thing is a hit, that the next album is a hit? I, I never imagined this to happen. You know, when I, when I signed my record till I was 38, uh, I was working at a church. I thought I was exactly where I was supposed to be. You know, I was pretty content 
um, I thought I'd finally made it. You know, I was I was leading music three or four days a week and picking songs out. And, you know, that's all I'd ever dreamed of doing ever since I started playing music was, you know, to, to play music for a living and get to do that. And so I, I didn't have any, you know, desire to go out on the road and start touring again. Uh, I, you know, like I said, was happy where I was. And so when this all started, um, it was almost like, you know, I didn't have anything to do with it. God, God was the one that orchestrated it and he put it together. And, uh, you know, it blows me away every time we send a song to radio and it does what it does. And I hear the stories from people, you know, what these songs are doing, because I just feel like I'm just, you know, I'm just along for the ride. A lot of times I feel like God's got the pen and paper. He's doing the songs. He's writing the songs. And I just get to get to be a part of it. It really does take uh, in good ways, um, in many good ways. It takes the pressure off of us. And the yeah. focus off of us, if we can let go and recognize yeah. on the bigger. So do you have a favorite um, song that made the cut on this Christmas album? Uh, I do. I mean, Silent Night's probably one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. But I do I also like the original song that we that we wrote for the record. Um, you know, I think for many of us, Christmas time is a time that, you know, a lot of times it's the only time of the year that, that you're with your family. You know, um, there's a lot of memories, you know, that revolve around Christmas. And it seems like every year that you get older, it comes and goes, you know, faster. And, you know, we wait and we wait and we wait all year long for Christmas and then it's gone. You know, Christmas morning, you unwrap your presents, usually, you know, mom's walking around with the trash bag, filling up, you know, wrapping paper and cleaning and you're done. And it's kind of like, okay, now we got to wait another 365 days for this. And so I just wanted to write a song that was kind of tugged on those heartstrings kind of a little bit and just, you know, let everybody know that it's all right to leave the wrapping paper, you know, on the floor for an extra day and, you know, wake up and pretend to do Christmas all over again because nobody (laughs) wants it to Nobody wants it to end. Mm-hmm. And, and that was kind of it. You know, how do you write a song that's brand new, but feel like a classic? And that was the attempt. You know, if we yeah. did it, that's great. Not sure, but I had fun trying. We'll see. And then it becomes the classic. Yeah. So year after year, it'll get played. It'll be on all of our playlists. And by yeah. the way, especially with the Bream family, which is the family I married into, that wrapping paper, that it's all pounded down into as hard of a mass, a little yep. ball that you can make of it. And it turns into projectile, which we oh, have yeah. fights with. So, yep. you know, the wrapping paper, whether you clean it up on Christmas Day or the day after, um, you can still use it to harm your family. For sure. If For you're sure. really industrious. Um, yeah. The album is I Don't Want Christmas to End. Uh, Zach, um, congrats on that and all your many Thank successes. You. And thanks for making time for us on Living the Bream. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.